0: Welcome to 7-Minute Torah, an exploration of the weekly Torah portion with me, Rabbi Micah Streifer. If you enjoy this podcast, please feel free to subscribe or comment or share it with a friend. Welcome everyone, thanks for listening to 7-Minute Torah. This is a hard Parsha to read. It refers back to an unpleasant incident, and its lessons are difficult ones to hear. But that makes it all the more important to talk about. The parasha this week is called Pinchas. Pinchas is a priest, a grandson of Aaron, who opens this parasha by being praised by God for something that happened last week. And the something that happened last week at the end of Parshat Balak is this. The Torah says, While Israel was staying at Shittim, a place in the desert, the people profaned themselves by whoring with the Moabite women who invited the people to the sacrifices for their god. It's kind of salacious, right? You have these Israelite men sleeping with Moabite women, and these Israelite men are then invited to go and worship the Moabite god. That's all background for what happens next, still last week's Parsha, where Pinchas, remember that's who our Parsha is named for, son of Eleazar, son of Aaron the priest, took a spear in his hand, it says, ...and followed an Israelite man and a Midianite woman into a chamber. By the way, the Torah can't decide whether these are Moabites or Midianites, which probably indicates to us that there were two traditions, one about Moabites and one about Midianites. Either way, he follows them into the chamber where he stabs them through the belly. Let's say mid-act, mid-sexual act. It's an extraordinary, unpleasant, awful incident. Pinchas is often held up as the example of religious zealotry in Judaism, both by those who are condemning him and by those who are praising him. And among those is the beginning of this week's parsha, where God praises Pinchas saying, et briti shalom. I am granting him my pact of friendship, my covenant of peace forever and ever. So this is a very challenging portion where this man who is essentially a murderer is praised and rewarded for the act that he just performed. And further the parsha goes on to countenance a kind of holy war against midian i'm reading further this is numbers 25 verse 17 saror et tamidanim vehikitemotam assail the midianites and defeat them for they assail you by the trickery they practiced against you at the incident of peor so let's take a step back and see what we have here we have israelite men sleeping with midianite women and then worshiping their gods together with them. We have Pinchas killing two of them, a man and a woman, and then being praised for it. And then we have the Torah telling the Israelites to attack the Midianites because of the way that they tricked them, because of the way that they assailed us first. So now we have to ask ourselves the question, what is the torah talking about what trickery what assailing all we saw in the story was a bunch of men sleeping with a bunch of women but the author of the torah believes that there's something deeper something more nefarious going on here and the commentators are very much aware of it rashi who's the great 11th century french commentator of the torah says that the midianites that they abandoned or sent their daughters to lead the Israelites astray. And the Ramban, or Nachmanides, who's a Spanish commentator that lives about 100 years after Rashi, says that it was an evil plan to draw the Israelites away from God. So, are the commentators paranoid? Are they crazy? Maybe. There are some indications in the text of the Torah that this is actually a plot, that the Midianites were trying to lead the Israelites astray. But the question is, to what end? What's the good of a plot to get a bunch of men to sleep with a bunch of women? And why does that plot draw such a harsh condemnation from the Torah? The answer is actually hidden in the comment from the Ramban that I just read, where he says that this was a plot to draw the Israelites away from God. God here is a little bit of a code word. It means God, but it also means the entire culture and belief system and way of life of the Israelite people. Remember the way that the camp was described in previous parashot, where the temple, the Mishkan, sits at the center of the camp and all the Israelites are camped around it. So when we talk about leading them away from God, what we're really talking about here or what the commentators believe they're talking about here is a plot to induce the Israelites away from their own culture, away from their own way of life. That's what the Torah is afraid of here. Not the Midianite women per se, but what it perceives as a concerted effort to weaken or stamp out the culture, the way of life of our people. So now this is a whole different story. It's not just a story about withstanding the advances of the seductive Midianite women. Now it's about what it means to maintain your culture as a weakened or minority people. What it means to stand up for your own way of life in a world where there are forces or people who would like to do away with your way of life. And I'm thinking about this as a Canadian this week because over the last couple of weeks there have been two horrifying and gruesome finds of almost a thousand graves at residential schools, which were schools that Indigenous Canadians were forced into in what was essentially a project of cultural genocide over the course of a hundred years in Canada. This country went about trying to stamp out to weaken the culture of its Indigenous people by forcing its children into these schools, ripping them from their parents' arms, and forcing them into an environment where they weren't allowed to speak their own language, they were not allowed to maintain their traditional names, and to boot, there was often not enough food, they were physically endangered, and this is the result. These mass graves of children are the result. Now, for those of you who don't live in Canada, whether in the United States or in the UK or elsewhere, we do have listeners all over the world. This may not seem immediately pertinent, because it is a Canadian news story in many ways, and yet, Canada is not the only country to have undergone a concerted project to destroy or weaken the culture of a minority group or an indigenous group. It happens every day. It is happening right now in countries around the world. Jews have been the victims of this at various times and places in our history as well. And in this Parsha, the Torah seems to be speaking out against that practice. Now, I don't want to draw the parallel too tightly because the seductive Midianites of this Parsha are not the same thing as the brutal residential schools that indigenous Canadians were subjected to. Nonetheless, the Torah reacts with surprising harshness against what it perceives as a plot against the cultural integrity of a people. And that ought to give us pause, no matter who we are or where we live, about the ways that our countries have treated and tried to assimilate their minority peoples. This week is Canada Day. In fact, it's my first Canada Day as a Canadian citizen. And there have been calls this year for Canada Day to be a conversation about the values of the country, about the aspects of our history that we're less proud of. I think that's an important conversation to be having, not only in Canada, but around the world. I think it's a conversation for Jews to participate in, that we have something to contribute to, both as generally successful immigrants to North American countries, and also as a people who throughout our history have often been subject to hate, have often been the victims of attempted genocide, cultural or otherwise. So in this season of independence, both north and south of the border, may we not be afraid to ask hard questions, to engage in difficult conversation. And maybe this Parsha, this very difficult Parsha, can induce us to spend some time thinking about what we've gained and what we've lost, and about how we go about ensuring that others have the rights, the human rights, the cultural rights, that human beings should be entitled to. If you're interested, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this in our Facebook group, 7-Minute Torah Listen and Discuss. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great week. Thanks for listening to 7-Minute Torah. If you enjoyed this program, please leave a review or a comment, and please pass it on to a friend. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a great week.